You're now entering a restricted zone. Welcome to Area 52. Hello, and welcome back once again to the Area 52 podcast. Uh, this time, it hasn't been a month. No, it's, only been, it's only been hey. a few days. <laughs> Hi, everyone. And we're back to kind of a more regular schedule, even though we had to kind of slip this in in between movie viewings and work sessions and everything else that everybody's doing. Unless you literally stuff. came from Sundance I did. See, oh, now, did? For, for those people that don't know, I mean, we are, uh, where we record is secretive, but uh, us <laughs> as people, we are all based in, in the Salt Lake City, Utah area. And um, Sundance, the Sundance is going on uh, right Film now. Festival, it, which is a huge thing. It takes place. Gigantic. Not, mostly it's based in a town, a ski mountain town, um, north, uh, kind of north, well, east, northeast of where, east, we, yeah, yeah. of where we live. Um, and, uh, and, um, called Park City and I mean you go up there and it's just like celebrities and, and film and, and people did you see everywhere any no I haven't did you do the down was it the downtown screening or yeah, were you I in Park downtown. City because they also do them downtown I was Salt in Lake. downtown Salt Lake and what did you movie. see I saw an amazing movie called Mandy starring Nicolas Cage I highly recommend it Mandy oh. yes with Nicolas Cage what does he do was he crazy <laughs> what did his Cage hair look like out. it is amazing <laughs> okay that's um, good I enjoy it tell yeah. me more <laughs> the, What's it about? It's it's like a revenge film, oh. so it's one of those. Mm. All uh, but it's kind of got like a science fiction horror twist to it. Oh, cool! The director's really heavily influenced by the horror and sci-fi from like the late seventies, early eighties, where mm. we know as fans was like mm. such a big time for that genre. Right, both of them. And so it has a lot of those elements. In okay. It. The I music like score is great because it's kind of like retro like that. So it has a lot of synthesizer. It's almost the exact. It's kind of similar in the, in, in, uh, the idea because we watched another, yesterday we watched another Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to uh... see the same one. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of these lately, this style. Well, and it was. <laughs> it, it was because it comes off and it starts like this really kind of 70s, just with the with the, the 70s score and the 70s looking title cards. And, and it's it's kind of this satire. It's called Mom and Dad. Oh, that's the one you guys saw? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. This is like Nicolas Cage intro to the show. Mm-hmm. We'll just plug some of his stuff. Well, no, now, I have you him. seen that one? No, I haven't oh. seen that yet. It just hit, it like just hit um, iTunes and um, it's, it was, it's really interesting. It's like this movie where... Uh, one day, parents just turn against their kids. And it's not like this zombie outbreak where they want to kill all the kids. It's just uh-huh. the parents want to kill their own kids. Oh, yeah, my God. The way that really? they kind of describe it is that. Um, awesome. You know how we have kind of the, that animalistic instinct to protect our offspring or our young or whatever it may mm-hmm. be? It's they gone. said, like, what if they were to turn that off into humans, you know? And it's just like. I don't know those days. That sounds were like, really fun. Yeah. Those days where parents were just like, "Oh my kids, yeah, you know, I'm gonna God, kill them. I could literally no. kill them right now." And it's like <laughs> that's probably what inspired those exactly, <laughs> exactly. Was some and parent it's, who's it's, just at their end. To be <laughs> honest, it's really like it's it's not it's not a black comedy, but it's, it's not a straight up horror movie. It's, you kind of described it well as like an episode. It was more like an episode of a Twilight Zone. Yeah, Black yeah, Mirror. Because it just like, it was like a Black, Black Mirror. Yeah, like, what if this happened? It did have kind of a Zombieland vibe cool. to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, that that if, approach I mean, Nicolas Cage style. is out of his fucking mind. Oh, in he, it. he is. Now, when you talk about Nicolas Caging out, yeah. holy <laughs> shit. 
You need to watch this. I mean, he just starts I love how and he's is crazy. He's just so crazy. I he love how he's crazy. become like so big for just being that crazy. weird and crazy. Yeah. Now. We were talking about this. Like he has his son, which is so interesting because his son and uh I mean he's not with his wife anymore, but his his wife is now married to um Shagrath from Dimmu Borgir, yeah. which is this uh, Norwegian like uh, orchestral oh, wow. death, death metal, metal band. band. Oh my god! They're and one he of the dresses best. up They're like amazing. you've got to see what this dude looks like. But like, so think about this kid. His dad <laughs> like is death metal. His dad is Nicholas Cage, Cage and his and dad. Is, yeah, yeah. Like, Good to see you. How's and everything? God, the coolest family right there. So they're like the parallel opposite, and like is like a member of the chess club, or like he like doesn't like doesn't like metal. No, he's totally like. Long hair. He's gothed out, rocked out. Oh, Oh, yeah. He's. But how cool is his life? Yeah, right? Like, (laughs) those are your. Well, but could you imagine, though, like, if your one dad was either of those guys and the other guy was just. Glenn. Yeah, your dad's you know? Ghost Rider or Shagrat. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, but if you're, but then if you, you couldn't have an, uh, another, uh, no. like, regular fucking stepdad. No. Oh, what did you do this weekend? Oh, we just went and got some cold stone. What about you, Nicholas? <laughs> well, I bought a mummy sarcophagus and then I lit it on fire. I lit it on fire. Shagrat, <laughs> what'd you do? I played to the demons inside of me and wrote many music. Yeah, I played for 400 million people. What? Oh, good. Okay. Well, I got to get my taxes yep, that's done. That's Thursday. Right. <laughs> Great. See you later. Do you need a sarcophagus? I've got twelve. He's a weird guy. I like. I. I. But that I highly recommend Mom and Dad. Okay. And I you highly recommend, recommend Mandy. Mandy. Yeah. You know it's really so, gory. Oh, you know it's so. I will say this about Mom and Dad that is so funny. I gotta. I gotta say this. Please. Is that we totally called the ending though? Like almost. Kind of out of a joke, but does it kind have of... a twist? Is it a twist uh, ending? No, not, not like, really. Not like we're geniuses or anything. Yeah, it's I, not it was just like a... not shmamalan or anything. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not. It, it, it we, was, we just kind of looked at each like, other and like, made a okay, joke. If this happens, and we literally and said it, it like and then fucking like nice. word for like like we read the script, it was the craziest thing. Like when it happened, we looked at each other like oh, get the fuck out. Like, get, you like <laughs> get out of here. She, I mean, she said the line. She says the line like because I proposed something. And she says it back to me, and it fucking happened. It we was just, crazy. We were blown away by it. Was it was so cool, but <laughs> it's great worth movie. watching. It's worth watching, and I, I, it's not much. I think it's like a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine to rent on iTunes. Nothing. So um, I just liked it because it wasn't very long. It was eight. It, it <laughs> literally honest, wasted no time. It was like eighty minutes. And, that's, that's solid. Oh, that's fun. That's you're good you're for my five minutes span. into the movie and the plot's going. Yeah. There's oh, no. There's good. no bullshit. No on it. I love those kind of movies. Also, we watched a really, and I'm going to suggest this because it's free. It's on Netflix right now. For anybody who listens to this podcast, I think you'd love it. There was an awesome documentary Danny and I watched called Haunters. The Art of the Scare. Oh. And it was oh, basically... I saw a little trailer for that. It sounds yeah. really cool. I thought it was going to be this documentary about um, just people who work in the industry and how they build their the haunted houses. But it's not. Stuff. It actually turns out to be where they start interviewing people who work within it, people who do it on their own, people who do it at their home. And then they start talking about the extreme world 
of haunts, these people who um, they go to this place the, the called McCamey Manor, which is yeah. voted the most extreme haunted house, where they kidnap you and they waterboard you I and they feed the you name, shit. Right? Russ McCamey. Yeah, and they make you eat your puke and they spit wow. blood in your face and they. Wow. I mean, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's next level. And I, 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 I don't, a little bit more than it, walking through the strobe light. With no, like, like, <laughs> clowns jumping at me that I'm used to. There, if have you ever seen any of the footage from these extreme horror haunts? I've heard about. Adam. I I've didn't never realize. Seen footage, I didn't though. even know that it was what it was. I know there's a waivers that you sign oh, and that they can do. See, here's the thing with that. <laughs> they I mean, can do stuff to you. But let me ask you this: like, I don't understand how like a waiver can essentially be above the law. I mean, these people. This, 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 this is the whole thing with this. With now, this and let me this say this too: is, in in all of these extreme haunts, mm-hmm. every single one of them has a safe word, meaning that if you go and you sign your waiver, no ma- you have a safe word, except. McCamey Manor. He they says, don't have a safe word? No. If, if you're begging, if you're That's pleading. That's the thing about this one. Is, is, wow. is this, no. you, gotta, you gotta watch this documentary. That's watch sadistic. this Russ dude. Here's, here's the thing about this. We're watching this documentary, right? And there's a, another camera guy. So what he does is he will film you having this experience. But there is another uh, camera guy who, while he's making the documentary, uh-huh. is filming Russ, filming them have the experience. So he's, he's capturing Russ, mm-hmm. capturing the moment. Yeah. So... In this, though, we're watching Russ, and there's this, these moments where these people are in such terror and fear, they're broken. and, and their their eyes are genuinely like they break and they just stay open <laughs> and wide. What? But Russ, this is the thing. This dude, it creeped me out so bad. He is like, his eyes are like he loves it. He's probably. enjoying yeah, it. It he's freaks sadistic. me out. You know, I mean, no it's, offense he's got that to Russ, like streak though. But I there mean, is, but there, there are that's, people who enjoy that stuff. You know, and Ugh. that's that's where it begs the question: where it's like, how far are you pushing it? Because these well, people, there are people are who like being on the other side of that too. Well, who would these, be happy to not have a safe word? With, oh, well, but these creepy. people are pleading, and they have it on camera, pleading. For him I to can't stop. Do it. I can't fuck it. And I don't I even mean, want to watch it because it, it makes me. Really? I don't want to see people in that much agony. And Russ does not stop. Because Russ is into it. And like, right. they and, show. And so they, they allow these people to then watch the footage back. Do they of talk to them after? Are they okay after? They, they let them see the footage like, of no, themselves. That was great. I have such a. <laughs> Well, there's no, some they, people they, they, who they interview coming out of there, and they're like, I, I can't, I, I, really? I, I can't, I can't, I, can't, I and they're broken. They're like, I never, no, I, I mean, right. they're That's, fucked. So they, they they allow these people to watch this footage of themselves, and they're like, "I I am kind of upset because I really I think he pushed it. I think I told him I was done. I was so done right there. I wanted to be done, and he wouldn't let no me be done. Word. This is why you should always have a safe word and, in and everything again, you do. I mean, you got to go to these people. You weren't just pulled at random off yeah, the street you, and you put chose into this. To you go did, into you that. did choose. To, I, I'm not going to go do this because I don't want that. However. If I were to do that because I did want that, mm-hmm. I would want there to be a boundary where yeah, like, you respected okay, and much. you stopped because yep. there becomes a point where it's like cruel and unusual torture. I mean, we're not even allowed to do those things as, you know, to prisoners of war here yeah. legally. You know, wow. and they like waterboard and people. He's, he's, and he starts off by talking like like the first part of this documentary, they he they they weave in and out of different stories and different yeah. styles of haunters and these people. And they talk about different ones. I mean, there's ones that are like you know, these haunts where they have people who are completely naked who chase you. And they're, you know, be, so there's, there's ones that are like, <laughs> like, they, they, I don't know if 
There's one called, there was one in Chicago, I want to say, and it was like uh, like a sexual thing where like you would, they would simulate rape and torture. What? Like it's, it's, oh, it's too much. there's all of these. His, his starts off and he's like, you know, I do it in my backyard and it was pretty intense and he would go, we hire these neighborhood kids. As it goes on, by the end of this, he's like, "Yeah, we most you know most of the guys who work for me are like military, ex-military. Oh, that's they're, good. I mean, they're, they're like these big burly people fucking people. It's and he, I mean, they I, do these things like where they'll come in in broad daylight, come capture you, kidnap you, put a bag around your head, put you in a van, like like if you sign up for it, they'll just come get you. Oh and yeah, be like, oh, like torture time, and then they let's torture go. you like I think for like eight hours. Ba- it's like bags long... over your head, but waterboarding. <laughs> it's people like this... are signing up for this. Yeah, it's like this uh, thing. Thousands of people on a wait. (laughs) This one woman came from Kuwait. People were coming from the UK. He said there were over 17,000 people who wanted to go through it. My God. And they only select a few. I just don't know. Some people, I guess, have that in them that. I hate to going through to the haunted house but... when they have those hanging things that shock you. You know, the like, I can't even I mean, imagine I saw being this tortured. Dude, this dude has literally got a mouthful. I'm assuming it's fake blood. It can't be real blood. Who knows? Maybe it is real blood. I don't know how far these people take it. And he's spitting it out of their mouth, into their faces, into their mouths, into their... Oh, they pushing them in face. They push people Pushing their faces down in toilets and having stuff fly up out of it. I mean... See, I think puking would be enough of no. a safe word. He said, that would make he's me like, if up. they throw up, put their throw up back in their mouth. What are they going to oh. do? Throw up again? Great. It makes for good footage. It makes for good footage. It's a good shot. Dude, Melissa, go Go watch watch it. In fact, if you're listening to this right now, I'm going to watch it. If you're listening to this right now and you have Netflix, (laughs) pause this. And go watch go it. Go fucking watch Haunters, The Art of the Scare, right now. It's free. It's a take it out an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. I thought it like, showing how no, they built, like, I really thought the same thing. And then there was just this point yeah, right? where it turned, like, and I was like, of the spook house. Yeah. <laughs> how they do those weird mirrors that make you look fatter, skinnier, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, it, it be stuff it, like no. that. It took it, a it, turn. It had a turn, wow. and there was a point where I was that like, is this dark. dude, this rust dude. Man, look at his eyes when he's watching these people. Can I'll you tell sign you up other people that you're mad at for no, it? But he <laughs> does. Be okay with no, that. but you know what he does allow? Get people who have gone through it and have finished it uh-huh. to then be put on a list of the people who want to come back and work for him to do it to oh, other people. So they can be sadistic and be like, that, the and there was a couple of There was one guy that. who said he straight up felt like he died and came back in the middle of it. I mean, they, on camera, you can do that. He, like, he blacked out. He came from like a black. Yeah, that's what that I is said. A trauma response. I was gonna say I think his body shut down temporarily because he was enduring too much. It and, probably did. And so then he goes as he's done. He's like, but now I just I want to do this to other people. I want to see other people. And <laughs> oh it's God, like I want to pass on that gift. I'm like, this is fucked <laughs> up. I, I mean, it's it's a I real was, like, moral thing when you're they watching. Were, they were like duct taping uh, duct tape around the girl's head. And I'm like, oh, dude, gonna, that hurts when hurt. you pull out your hair. I was gonna say, I'm like, her hair is gonna get ruined. Yeah, I'd be more upset about that kind of shit. When you eyebrows. My eyebrow oh, off, you, yeah, you, and it hurts so bad. I Bastard. Don't. Look, yeah. I, wow. I want you guys look because this isn't really that's not something we could do an episode. I mean, it's just it's a moral dilemma. You, the, it, what is it? I want you guys yeah, to I watch do. it. That's a good question. I guess we can we can actually make some point of this chit chat that we got. Yeah, going here. I mean, because it's not <laughs> well, like we're gonna. It's a new thing too. I've noticed it's come up a lot yeah. lately. And they, some like, of these other before, haunters. It wasn't a thing. It was like you'd walk through a haunted house. Right. That was it. And that's kind of what they talk about is there's a lot of people who are really into the tradition yeah. of, of haunts, the tradition of this acting and the character and yeah. the, 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 the presentation of yeah. it. And they all are staunchly against this kind of thing because they say well, these are the people. people that are going to get legislation against all of Seriously? us. Yeah, because, I agree. Because, and I'm, I'm with you. I, I like to go to a, a, 
you know, haunted house. We go to a few. Um, Ooh, the haunted forest is my favorite. Yeah, the one they do it outside. That's the one that gave me those stupid electrical things. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to bring up memories. Okay, I, for I've you. worked in haunted houses. I love haunted houses. I think they're so I, fun. I like going through them. I like working in them. Yeah, I, I, like, I never want to torture anybody though. No, I, like, I don't want to be touched. I like Let's scaring people. Exactly. I like scaring being scared. Okay. I had a guy jump out at this one we went to last year. I mean, he scared me so good. It was and it's great. I love yeah. that you laugh about it. But if he had jumped up, grabbed my face and pushed me up against the wall and started and then ta- and then some of the, they take you away like they'll separate you if I'm going through and I'm seeing my wife freaking out and crying that and they pull her really through the floor and I'm like and then she's gone yeah. says I'm crying that's not gonna happen look Hold if on. we're going through Hold these on. extreme things if you get dragged away and you're crying okay but what I'm saying Let's is if realistic. you're realistic I'm not not you I, I appreciate the but I'm saying like okay I'm saying like if you're watching your loved one get dragged away and yeah. you're and you know that you're gonna be tortured and they're not gonna hurt her yeah. you're not gonna get yeah, beat up yeah. but like how do I know my Traumatic. wife's not okay she hasn't fainted Aww. like like you start going through that you start going like <laughs> and what if you're like this a real a... serial killer and you're like hey this is a good opportunity for me to get I victims I don't like it <laughs> look I, I think it's this one dude comes out of there and he's like man I did I did things in there that would have um, ended my marriage that like it was dude. totally illegal and he's like but I can do it here and I'm like bro you That's need to be off the okay. street <laughs> you need to be in a padded cell yeah. like I don't know. Okay. I, I just worry. Maybe I'm like, is it good that they have a release, or do we need to like look on into a these lighter, people? a lighter note about it? I do know some people who've gone through the extreme, like sign the oh, waiver thing, yes. and nothing really that bad has happened to him, other than grabbing and stuff like that, like being pushed against the wall. Oh, and there's yeah. but one of them. One of my friends got they drunk off, rest. and they they left him in, like in a room for like you know a long period of time, like so scary, and I'm like. That would just suck because I'd be afraid they actually forgot I'm like, about yeah, me. That just like, and it closed down. <laughs> the house is yeah. closed and I'm sitting yeah. in a room tied to a chair like, oh. Um, guys. <laughs> Remember me? And see, and not, you know, there's a difference. There's a difference between the ones where they yeah, just grab you and the like, ones where they are yeah. spitting and beating and like waterboarding you. spit they're, at or they're waterboarding. Putting, they're holding this guy's face underwater oh, and holding him down. and they'll pull. No, it's, it's, really They're could. telling him and they're like, you're going to die right now. Like, it's. It is. He could die. You don't know. There's, there's like, there's <laughs> really level die. one, That's and then so there's scary. Russ. Russ goes to eleven. You need to watch Russ, this. So wa- yeah, watch this, and then yeah. I want to hear from you guys. What? Where is the line? Is this too have you much? done it? And yeah, if you've done oh, it, yeah. I want to hear that too. Like Any of you have ever done anything? Yes, if, extreme. I, if, I would love to know. I mean, I don't know how big our listenership is, how big it reaches. Maybe there's people out there who have yeah, done McKamey Manor. Tell me, tell me. If you have, oh, yeah, if you've ever gone Manor. through one of these, you know to be Russ? honest, <laughs> I would, I would love to talk to somebody who's done this. I would love to hear from somebody from a firsthand account. And then also, if you watch this documentary and you see this, um, I want to hear your take on it. Is this too far? Is this something that should be, is this, is this a crime? Are these people sick? Should, is this kidnapping? Is this actual torture? Just because somebody says yes when they're saying no. I mean, look, that's, well, a, that's something. They have scars and, and stuff, Let's too, Let's be fair. You know? Look, uh, you know, if you're doing something with somebody and they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. Oh, but no, you... You, That's you're a here. whole other kind of, side no. of the consent no, 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 no. argument. You're talking. It is. It's consent. It's consent. And I don't care when if every. I if, say when the consent else stops, has, so should the whole thing. Well, yeah, exactly. it should. That, that's true. Not a having a safe word. The whole thing. And you can say that. You can say, look, they don't know. Yeah. They know we don't have a safe word. Yes, but they don't know what they're wanting to do until they're doing it. So you need to give people an out. I think uh, there needs I to be an out. Too. And I think yeah. that that 
has to change. Especially because it's a form of entertainment. It's like a, yeah, it's really a form of entertainment to that guy. He's I getting really, off on no it. No offense, Russ, but it so kind of seems like he might have a giant boner the whole time. And he, he, he edits all of it and puts it up. His wife's sitting there like, he stays up all night editing, so I just sit there and I have to listen to screams all night. He's literally just watching and people scream. And he watches scream. these, like, oh, yeah, these that's up good. close like, oh, yeah. like, shots of their faces in torture. Like, begging. Oh, that's a good oh, shot of her begging. Man. I mean, if this Russ, is, look, if this is a murderer watching his footage, no. it's crazy. Creepy. If this is a guy, and, and that's what I'm I saying. Feel like I think it's his release because, I mean, it's almost like if he didn't have this, like, like torture. Wood, I don't know. Maybe we need to give Russ Look, a chance to defend okay, himself. No, <laughs> maybe. But the fact of the matter is, is in this documentary, they keep giving him opportunity after opportunity to, like, you know, lighten up a little bit. Look, they do. And the fact is, we, lo- had this, look at his eyes, we had this I'm conversation, you. you and I, when we were watching it. And I said, watch this. He's he like, puts himself across in the beginning of like, I'm always about the footage. You know, as a filmmaker, I want to make sure I get the best shot. Okay, sure. Now, here's the argument. As a filmmaker, he's not sitting behind that camera going, oh, yeah, that's framed great. That looks really good. Yeah, You're doing great. This isn't film. a relationship where he's a director telling an actor trying to get a performance. Well, he's he's reacting. Yeah. He's reacting. He's filming. And he's you know, liking. The yeah, but no, I mean, you need to watch his eyes. He's like, it's creepy. It's exciting I to him. You can tell. Watch it. I want all of you guys to watch it. It's, it's, it's a, I want to hear your take on this because it's a really interesting discussion. And, you know, maybe if I can find somebody who has either gone through one of these or if we can fucking get Ross, I'd like to talk to you. Any well, yeah, we also said a whole lot of kind of mean things. I think you get off <laughs> on this. I would say no, he has boner eyes. I would say he that, I would I say that to him to on the phone. Russ, I, I think you get off on watching. Yeah, he, has, he has the boner eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I have no problem saying that. You can come on and tell me that I'm wrong. Yes. That you, what? Yes. She I just knows. did boner eyes. She did it. She has boner eyes. She knows boner eyes. <laughs> <She knows. laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> but I, even, it, look, I have no problem saying it. If he wants to come on, if he would ever come on the show and tell me wrong and differently that I'm wrong, like, prove to me, that's fine. I, but I think he gets off on it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Uh, maybe he does. I mean, there is something boner. wrong with that. I, I was. Anyways, just watch I'm it. Just watch check it, it out. out. I want to hear we'll from move people. On. We'll move on. Let's talk about it. Okay. I like nice haunted houses though. Yeah. <laughs> so do I'll I. Throw that out. So do just, I. Just say boo. At yeah. Me, and I'll be like, yeah. that's good. That's all I need. Solid. Um, this week we kind of wanted to get into um a case study that um, it's interesting because it's one of those it's one of those famous American murders, especially in the modern day American murders, where it captivated. The American people via television, um, social media, uh, you know, the tabloids. You have these. You have OJ. You have Casey Anthony. These things where the media somehow grasps onto this case. And, and sensationalizes it. becomes it. something huge because there's murder and sex and all the, all the things that you can mm, sell. Juiciness. It is juicy. And in all of the cases, maybe one of the juiciest because this one literally has everything. From religion to sex to jealousy. And that is, of course, mm. the case of Jody Arias. Now, for those of you who have never heard her name, I would suggest you, I don't know, turn on. Know it. Yeah, I don't know. I know was one of the people who never heard her name, which I thought was weird because it was such a big thing. You've I never heard of Jody Arias? when it happened. But I, I actually However, feel that I was as well. so into I pop was. culture However, stuff. though, and I will say this. When when I said, but it was the you went oh the guy yeah once you said shower you're kind of in, guy kind it's of kind of one of those that. things that you're aware of right yeah. like we I, all knew it her name. I know I when I was pieces. like living by myself and I was like just kind of 
putting my laptop where it would receive the free Wi-Fi. That's you know? what I like, was thinking. I'm like, maybe this was the time in my life I didn't have cable. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was much. that time in my life where I was. Yeah, just I didn't watch all the ca- all the yoinking people's Wi-Fi and the court footage and all that. Right, but Nancy I mean, Grace, I'd Nancy heard, Grace was all over it. I'd heard the story, and I remember people saying, you know the. You know, they, they'd latched onto it because typically a pretty young girl isn't on court for a mm-hmm. brutal, brutal murder. Way right. brutal. And that's really kind of, um, you know, what, what most people remember is that it was this young, beautiful girl. And Tiny, she, too. Yeah, She's a small little. little girl. Somebody that you wouldn't typically see. Ever think could kill anything. Right. And then all of a sudden, this story unfolds. And that's what's so interesting about the Jody Arias case is that there's not a lot of conspiracy. It's not like, was there this or was there another person or was there who? I think that the the players that are, at, are, in, are in this case are yeah. the ones that are in this case. Yeah. But because of aloofness, because of lying, because of memory loss or what have you, the Can story. I, overall <laughs> weirdness. Can I just say narcissistic personality it's, disorder yes. like so, textbook example so on her? Very weird. It's a really strange case. So here's the here's the basic. Should we just give the basic? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So in 2008, uh, a woman named Jodi Arias, who at the time was, what, 27 years 28, old? Yeah, 27, 28, yeah. She was uh, arrested and convicted of the murder of her ex-boyfriend, a man named Travis Alexander, who was found uh, by friends, brutally murdered in his home. Um, She was, I believe, the only suspect in this crime. Um, She had her stories, but I don't Mm -hmm. think that there were officially any other suspects in this crime. And uh, she was eventually uh, convicted uh, to life in prison for his murder. Pretty simple case, right? Mm -hmm. A jealous lover. You'd think. His friends instantly thought of her, too. She was the go-to. Everybody said, who can check into Jodi Arias? stalking him. I bet it's her. And let's talk about their relationship for a minute. Let's talk about the two people involved. Now, Travis Alexander uh, was a young guy. um, Very successful. Very successful. I don't remember how old he was. Very warm When he was murdered, he was 30. Yeah. Yeah. and and so I, how long had they been together prior to? Weren't together that long. I don't. Yeah, it was it was a kind of a whirlwind <sighs> romance, like nine months or something. Right. Or so he's he's right around that off. age. He worked for a prepaid legal service company, uh, one of those ones where you know he, he would go around and he would give motivational speaks. You know, nice it's guy. It's also like door to door sales, which is is can oftentimes be common for. Return missionaries. He was LDS. I don't know if you mentioned that or not. No, um, I was going to get into that. Yeah, I'm that's, sorry. No, no, I'm no. Sorry. I don't really feel like there's a I whole lot to... that we we're going to kind of move in like a, a direction. Sure, I just this is kind of one of those things. Of no, that's that's a good point um, to make. Let's make that. He yeah, was LDS. So he worked for this. He worked for this uh, this PPL, which is the prepaid legal services company, and it was kind of often that um, young men who return from missions because they kind of are very good at this skill now of going door to door. It's a, it's very much a door to door salesman uh, skill that they attain. Um, throughout their mission, so they oftentimes uh, go into these kinds of companies, and so that's what he that's what he was doing, and he was very successful at it, and like you said, kind of became a motivational speaker for the company um, in these little conferences and things, and the company would oftentimes pay them to go on, you know, trips and things, uh, and they rewarded them for for things like that. So he was very much in that bracket, and they actually met at one of these events. They actually met. Um, in September of 2006. In Vegas, right? Yeah, it was at a PPL services conference in Vegas. Um, they met there, and 
immediately clicked, hit yeah. it off, fell in love, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, so much so that Arius eventually converted to being a Mormon. She was actually physically baptized into um, the Mormon quick, church. Too. Wasn't that like two months in or something? She I mean, November, probably however long it takes November to, of to 2006. have the discussions yeah, for the missionaries. Like, I'll be Mormon, too. Well, the, the church was like, what, what today? You got to go? We have a... We have um, a as she go. also was dating an older man, and she was with someone at the time that she met him, and oh, yeah, she right. left her boyfriend, I mean, and told this older gentleman, I'm leaving you for this Travis Alexander guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it was... Um, she, she, she really... Yeah, she, she really was head over heels for him. Um... Now, as people who live in live in Utah, and we've talked about um, the FLDS Church, we've talked about the influence of um, polygamy, we've talked about, and, and the LDS Church in and of itself, let, let us be clear that um, the LDS Church and the FLDS Church are two different things, separately, totally entirely different, different things. Totally different. You know, to be a Mormon doesn't mean that you're a polygamist. To be a LDS doesn't mean that you believe those things. Those are two different factions. A lot of people in Salt Lake, a lot of people all over the world, are LDS in their religious beliefs. Uh, it's just as, as easy as being Catholic or being anything. Um, in that belief system, um, there are some very strict and rigid rules. And one thing that kind of came out after all of this happened was that Travis, while being the good ex-missionary, while being the good Mormon son when he met Jody? Now, some people will say, in retrospect, that it was Jody, the sexual temptress, who brought this all out of Travis. <laughs> while other arguments, and we'll get into both of those, will say that Travis might have had his own strange sexual predilections going into this anyway as and as, as people who have been around the Mormon church, you know that a lot of the things that, that those reporters would say, that Jody would say about Travis, you know, um, that they would balk at, like, um, you know, like when she would say he, he only wanted to have anal sex because that was, you know, and people go, oh, you know. no, we've heard people say that in Utah. That's that's a common thing. <laughs> that's like a joke here. That's like an yeah. inside joke for Utah. I mean, there were a lot inside. of Mormony behaviors that they would kind of. Mormony talk about that we were like oh yeah yeah that's <laughs> we've seen people talk like that we've heard people talk like that and and so but what what it was was that they kind of came out that they had this because in the trial there were recordings and voicemails oh, and oh my god very explicit yes! pictures Why? things like this that were coming out that showed that Travis was actually living a very different life than he was trying to put across he was having lots of sex with Jody they were very doing, obsessed but despite lovers. i mean she even told in court that that he wasn't there a sexual altercation between them on the day she was baptized yes i mean she does say that like they that was the time that I, I think what her, her whole thing was is that she said that they he made her have sex or something while they were still wearing like their their bab, baptizing garments, garments. or hmm. I'm not really sure I what the right uh, terminology term, is yeah, sure and I apologize <laughs> but they're 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 holy like, clothes it's like the, the onesie wear. it's like the yeah. white onesie wearing that you wear you know wear. That you, right. yeah that you are baptized in hmm. so I don't know. Which I didn't know that you could take because I thought you had to leave those at the church. So, that yeah, right. But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Travis is above the above the law. He comes. I, I really own. don't know. I really you don't can, know. You can have a pair for yourself to wear around the house. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. But you know, and that was one of the things that came out in the in the trial was these all of this like phone sex and talking and 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 Nasty accusations um, that that she had said. That during their relationship leading up to the murder, uh, not only was there 
physical abuse. He would beat her and throw her around because he was a bigger dude. I mean, and like you said, she was she was a small I mean, person. Yeah. Um, but he would also sexually abuse her and force himself on her, and then also be very aggressive and and gross and uh, and almost and, degrading. I mean, I would say. Yeah, yeah. She uses the term debasing in one of the conversations yeah. with him. Yeah. About something he wanted to do to her, and and mm. uh, and he would say things. Yeah, very very degrading. Um, yeah. Controlling things. Um, he also made some comments about um, her sounding like a twelve-year-old oh, girl. That made my skin crawl. I thought that was really interesting, so and, bad. and for a couple of reasons. Um, but whole point being of what you're saying is that that's where the kind of the conflict comes into this case is that a lot of people are saying, you know, and that was the, her defense's case because originally, and we'll kind of get into this. Jody completely denies ever being at Travis's house. She completely denies ever being Even there. Even though there's pictures. After, yeah, um, because she lived, he lived in uh, Mesa, Arizona. She lived in California. And she was on this road trip because she still worked for this company, PPL. And she was going to a conference that was going to be here in Utah. So, and this was after they had broken up. Right. And so and it's kind of important to note that, you know, like Melissa had mentioned, a lot of her friends had suspected her in the beginning because... She had done crazy things, like slashed his tires. and Crawled she had, in the doggy door. Right, and, and, and had moved closer to be by him. And then, so eventually, after they break up finally, she does move away to California. And she's living with her grandparents at that time. However, this whole road trip kind of comes into play. And um, she, you know, essentially the whole idea is that she goes through Mesa and kill, visits him, kills him, and then goes all the way to Utah, and she meets up with this other dude here and, and kind of to kind of play off the fact that she was ever there. So she lies to authorities in the very beginning, never says she was there. Oh, yeah, there. she got lost right. driving to oh, which Utah. Does, which, which accounts for like 18 hours of this trip, which they're just like, we don't, we don't believe you. Where is this missing 18 hours that would perfectly put you in Mesa, Arizona, and then put you in Utah on time? So point being... Um, the, the police find a camera in, uh, Travis's washing machine that has gone through a wash cycle. Like they were trying in, to destroy in the, the camera. That it would be waterlogged and ruined. And the camera was waterlogged, but they were able to take the SD card, which I mean, listen, Jody's kind of an idiot on this part because she said she's a, an aspiring photographer. She always has her camera. Ah, she, she would didn't know, know about an SD card. She would card. know about a, an SD card and would remove it. But anyways. Um, they are able to take pictures off of this SD card. And in doing so, this is when they find, you know, like these pictures of Travis and Jody, and they're time-stamped on the day that he was killed. So they're just like, okay, keep lying, Jody. And they finally tell her, we have pictures of you. And she's still, you guys can go watch her, her police interviews and her deposition and all that kind of stuff, but she just lies and lies and lies and lies. Finally, her um, prosecution or her defense team decides to go with the fact that this is self-defense and that, you know, she was taking pictures of Travis in the shower and. Yeah. Okay. Before we get way too far ahead of ourselves into everything, let's, let's, let's lay out our timeline. Okay. Okay. So I I just felt like we got lost because you're already talking talking about about their relationship because their relationship was what was what was leading up to their breakup, yeah, which was okay. what was leading up to everything that we just Obsessed got to, to their lovers. murder. Well, so, you can just start wherever you want. Well, what I was just can... basically going to say is, is so, yes, they had this troubled relationship full of all of these issues, full of this kind of contentious sexual violence. Yes, this all came out in the trial, but everything came out in the trial because if there hadn't have been a murder, there wouldn't have been a trial and nobody would have had to tell these stories. So now that we know that, we're supplementing this information from the trial backwards into the timeline and showing that they had this contentious relationship. Now, whether or not 
they all of the things happen the way Jody says they happen is to be argued because she's the one telling the story and Travis can't. But his creepy sounding emails, uh, yeah. voicemails, his sexual domineering, his tone, <laughs> On the phone. his, yeah. and then she even goes into saying that she caught him at one time um, masturbating to pictures of a young boy in underwear. Which she didn't report. She didn't say anything. Right. The police didn't find anything like right. that. So she might be trying to smear him. But the fact of the matter is, is that they had these issues. They had a very contentious relationship. It was very sexually charged, but also very violent and very, you know, back very and forth. not healthy. Right. Yeah. She was slashing his <laughs> tires. Was she was doing these things. When they did yeah. break up, she, first of all, was living, like you said, in California and then moved after they had broken up. To get closer to him. That is so, so creepy You're to me. seeing these patterns. She would, like you said, show up at his house, crawl in the doggy door. Oh. There was this pattern that she has established of stalking him. And That's he why the was friends still were... involved with her the whole time, though. Right. That's why the friends were saying, go to Jody Arias. This is yeah. why this is happening. When, you're right, when this was happening, when the murder actually happened, Jody had moved back to California. They'd moved on with their lives. As far as she said, she was moving on. She was going to see somebody else. He was doing whatever. Oh, yeah. He had a vacation date. Right. Yeah. He was going to go on a yeah. on a PPL vacation yeah. to the Caribbean. Cancun exactly. With, with probably some, fun, uh, you know, nice Mormon girl. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. going to be fun. And she said she just wanted to be friends, but he was still taking her on yep. an all-expensive paid vacation. Yep. So, yeah. and, and. I mean, this, I'll be friends. This is the moment. As friends. This is the moment. Where we all go, okay, now what? Because this is where the altercation happens. This is where Travis dies. And this is where all of our information from this point on come from those pictures on the camera and Jody's mouth. Right. So we don't actually know what, why, when, or where everything went down. But we know this. We know that... um, Jody was getting ready to go on this road trip. She was going to go from Northern California down to L.A. and then up to Utah to visit a friend. According to her, it was Travis who said, "Why not? Why not come through Mesa and visit? Yeah. Why not come through Mesa? You, you and can say hi. Here, you know, just come whatever. say hi. Yeah. Right. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he thought I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a little. Maybe he didn't want anything to do with her, and this was the whole plan. But anyway." She gets on the road. She visits her friends. Like you said, she heads out. And after this is all over and the police interview her for the first time, you're right. The police asked her, well, Jody, if you did all these things that you said you did, there's still this 18-hour missing time frame that allows you to perfectly make it to Mesa, Arizona, sleep with Travis, murder him the next day, and still get to Utah. And... Like you said, when this all went down, she was like, I, I, I was never there. I, there. I, I got I, lost. They, and even when they showed her the picture, she's like, are you sure that's me? Yeah, p- naked, naked picture, picture of her. her. And, and she's, she's like, like, yeah, that's you. That's all of you. It kind of looks like me. No, I yeah. can't. I mean, I get. I mean, so she's, I mean, she's literally no playing denial. a loop. Yeah. She changes her story eventually, and we'll get to that. But what ends up happening is this. What we know is that Jody arrived. At Travis Alexander's house, um, sometime around. I mean, she says it's early in the morning. Three like... o'clock in the morning on June fourth, two thousand eight. Yeah. Okay. She says that when they got there, they immediately. And this is this is after being coerced. This is when she finally. Not not all of the stuff she says in because 
and we'll get to that. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many parts so, to this. This is, this is fascinating. Okay. What we know now is that she gets to Travis Alexander's house. She says, because it's late, they go to bed. They wake up kind of late the next morning, whatever, have sex a couple times. Um, and then around four or whatever in the afternoon, they get, or four or five, right? He gets up, goes to take a shower. She follows him in, starts taking pictures. The official story, the uh, final official like story, what her defense is going with, is that yeah. she's taking the pictures and in keeping with this violent uh, lashing out, this sex to violence, violence to sex, makeup, breakup relationship they had. T- she's taking fun photos of him in the shower. These photos exist. These are the ones that were found on the SD card. The camera slips from her hand, falls to the floor. Now, this camera continued to take pictures throughout the murder of Travis Alexander. There are a few shots, um, one very incriminating shot of a sock standing over his body. You can clearly see blood all over him, putting her and him in the place at the same time. She says he attacks her because she drops his camera. Um, And he is shot in the head, stabbed multiple times in the back, multiple times in the chest, and then has his throat cut from ear to ear. I mean, literally almost removing his head. Um, and then his body is dragged back into the shower, dumped unceremoniously uh, in a heap, and then she takes off. Now, there's a whole lot more that she originally said. I mean, when she got arrested, she originally, like you said, she said she wasn't there. Then she makes up this story that she's taking pictures of him, and all of a sudden she hears this huge bang, and two masked people come storming in the room. Now... One of the things that was so interesting, and um, I thought it was a really astute point that they made, was one of the, the people on one of these documentaries that we were watching was talking about how when she describes these two people that come into the room, these two uh, masked intruders, he believes that— No, he believed that when she's telling the story that she is giving keys, we believed that it was— her seeing the two masked people. Yeah, okay. Does that. Right, okay. Yeah, there was, because there, I know yeah. we talked about it. And um, and so explain that. Because she's because she well, tells okay, this story. Okay, so, gosh, this this is, there's so much. <laughs> this case is all over. Okay. Um, the other story that she goes with is that she, sh- these two people who are in all black, and she says, what are those things called where the, she's, she plays coy and aloof so well. Um but essentially that they're in all black and wearing ski masks and that they come in and that um, he has a gun and she has a knife and they're, I don't know, attacking him and that they shoot him. And then that it's very weird how she explains it. But it, long story short, it's. <laughs> Do you find oh, your mic? I just scratched my head and I hit the mic. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> it was a tense moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> okay. Continue. Continue. Yeah, it, it's a very tense moment. But anyhow, I um, I think it's interesting because I think that in her lies, I think Jody reveals a good amount of her truth, which is the same thing that this guy is thinking. But if you kind of, from a psychological standpoint, which I think is what this case is literally oh, it builds death. its foundation on. Covered because in it. She is clearly just... Beyond narcissistic. Very... this Man, anyways. Um, anyhow, the... 
the two shadow people to me, I, I think, are either her split personality or the other parts. I, I think it's part of her seeing this other decision, maybe even. Oh, that's so This cool. physical embodiment of this decision of either, wow. you know, her seeing the guy saying stab him and the, and the girl saying that she has the knife, you know. And, but it's really um, her the And it's time. interesting because she, the way that she tells it is that she... She tells it like I heard a bang, and the next thing I know, I'm on the ground, and there's this these people, and they're there. And after they leave, they're pleading whether or not they should kill me. And I think that's interesting because it could be herself whether or not she should kill herself in that moment because she's just shot Travis. And um, th- there's a lot of things because you can look at the escalation of this and say maybe she tried to shoot him and it didn't work. And that's why she stabbed him so many times and then had to slit his throat out of desperation because he didn't God, die. It's so sad. It is. It's so sad. Um, but it it's interesting because, you know, then she says like, and then, and then the guy comes back. So it's like, and that's when the, uh, another attack happens. So it's like these other sides of herself are coming in and wow. out of her consciousness because she says she doesn't remember any part of that, which is. And Which that's, is key to this whole story is that there's this memory loss. Anytime gap. you commit a crime, though, you don't remember. Yeah, she right? doesn't. Like, and that's, and, the, and that's the thing excuse. about Jody Arias. It's what we've learned on this podcast, God, I believe. I don't remember She's, that. First of all, first of all, and and then you know, first of all, I clearly wasn't there. I'm li- I'm lying. I'm telling you, I wasn't there. Right. I was nowhere yeah. near oh, Travis. A picture of me. I was that's no, not me. That's not me. Okay, <laughs> fine. There were these two people there. Okay, fine. He attacks me. There's so many. And then, yeah. uh, but I don't, now I don't remember. Why did you stab him? I don't remember. Well, how many times did you stab him? I don't remember. Well, when did you cut his throat? I don't know. Oh, my God. It's frustrating because yeah. you, what you're doing is, is you have this one woman who is so good at manipulation and Master lying. That is why her and Travis had this relationship. Yep. They, had, they were both so good at just manipulating. You could tell these yep. two were just at each other. And now she's playing everything. She she's doing when after she's arrested, she becomes like we say a sensation. She's holding her own interviews. Who are you with, Abe? Let me fix my makeup. Oh yeah, she's, she does her makeup before she's every all, interview. She's always very concerned about how she looks. This and is her, the narcissistic personality disorder. Right. That's so why. So you're watching this and you're looking at this and you have all of these different stories ultimately leading to her going, okay, fine, it was self defense. You know why? Because. Her first lie, I wasn't there, didn't work. The second lie, <laughs> exactly. the people didn't work. Third lie, you well now... You always got to go for the defense. And I don't remember. So yeah, there's yeah. the question. Does she really not remember? Or is this girl legitimately playing everybody? And I think that's the question that, that fascinated people about this murder. Because you have sex, you have violence, you have all of these things. You have this guy whose family is sitting there in the, in the courtroom, Mormon family, hearing these things... And she's saying these things, and they're going, oh, my God, I, how could he? But, <laughs> how but awful. for all we know, she's going, that part's true. Yeah. That part's true about him. He was a scumbag who said this. But then you're going, okay, now it's victim blaming. Yep. So you're, you, you wonder which side you sit on because you obviously hear Travis being different than he was presenting himself to his Absolutely. family. Jody, who is, you know, she's a, she's a girl who gets caught up with a guy and jealousy and this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah she goes She goes nuts, but... But again, it all comes back to what happened in that bathroom. What happened? Did she? And and there's the other questions. Was this premeditated? One thing that ties into that was the idea that a week prior to this murder, there was a 
robbery, yes, a break-in yeah. at Jody Arias' grandparents' house. Where she was living, right? Yes. Now, what was stolen from there? Do you remember? It was a twenty-five caliber. A gun. Among other things. Yeah. Now, a VCR, a couple yeah, little yeah, scattered. A couple random, random, a couple stuff. random things. Jewelry. And then a gun. Now, some people believe that, and the police never proved this. That no, and this is my hang-up with this case. And I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll... That the robbery was staged by Jody Arias because the bullet found in Travis Alexander, it, it, it did, it was found in him. He was shot in his temple, and it, the bullet was found uh, in his cheek. Uh, he's fought in his right temple. He, the bullet was found in his left cheek. It did match a twenty-five caliber gun. And they gun. found a shell on the ground as well. Right, in the pool of blood. The gun was never found. Um, Jody, didn't she say? And the knife was neither found either. Ne- she never found any of the weapons. Yeah. Um, but this is this is what bothers me about the gun thing, okay? And and for the life of me, I can't find it anywhere in anything that we have watched because it would be so simple. Because there, she is saying in Jody's story that, like like I was saying, her official you know story from the defense team is that this is a new camera. She's taking pictures of Travis in the shower. She drops it. He gets mad because it's a new camera, and he comes out of the shower. She knows where he keeps his gun. She runs to the closet. She says, I still see that he's chasing me. I grab the gun. I pointed at him. I think that's going to be enough to stop him. It doesn't. And then that's when her story picks up with the next thing I know, I heard a loud bang. Yeah. And that's what happened. So this is the whole thing that bothers me about this story is that Jody is claiming that she used Travis's twenty five caliber to shoot him. And nowhere does anyone prove whether or not there was a twenty five caliber registered to Travis or whether or not he owned yeah. one because that would be a huge flaw and lie in her story. Yeah. Because if, if there is no gun. gun, right, and I don't know why no one is talking about that. Or it's such a simple fact. Unless to she's prove. saying he owned an illegal firearm. And and then she goes, oh so, yeah. But he then just, where is the gun? She oh, well, was yeah, that's it. right. She said so she threw he would have just had it. But you know, if he's she a successful, she... but there's the question: if he's a successful guy who, you know, uh, let's be fair, a successful white guy, right? <laughs> you're probably gonna have a. You're probably gonna go down to the store. You're probably not gonna go out to the street and go, heck, hi, I'm Travis Alexander. Can I buy an unregistered firearm, please? Yeah, no, he's gonna go down to LDS. fucking. He's gonna go to the gun it's store. In a box. It's law. in a box. Yeah. It's like I think he would have, and that's why this bothers he me. Would've. Is to me. It would be so easy to prove if Travis had a twenty five caliber that she said she went and grabbed and shot him with. Because otherwise you go, Jody, <laughs> so, you're lying. Uh, it's your grandpa's it's gun. It's so obvious she's lying about everything. I mean, and, and, and the then, thing is, is that she, so this, she says she leaves after this happens, right? Mm-hmm. And she has no memory after that happens. No memory of the stabbing, no memory of killing him, none of that at all. But she leaves and says she comes to in the middle of the desert, in the middle of the night, Realizes she's covered in blood, washes her hands in the desert, and throws the gun in the desert. Oh, my God. And that's when her memory starts back up. But then she goes to Utah, and she meets up with this guy that she was going to meet up with. Acts and like hangs out, lays on and the couch. And have a great time. Makes out with him. Yeah, they and, have a great and time that, together. And then that's pretty much it. So, and, so her memory loss is of this really traumatic murder that she committed. But yes. then she's fine the next day. She she comes to covered in blood, throws a gun in the desert, but goes Which to Utah. Good. She says, I knew I did a really bad thing, or a really bad thing happened. And I'm like, what? But, 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 but you still, you don't act like anything's wrong you don't go to the police you don't and when they arrest you the first thing you do is go oh i wasn't anywhere near are you kidding no no i would (laughs) never manipulation i mean you know so to me that look yeah it's easy to be 
it's easy to be selective and be a victim and be like, fine, listen, fine, fine. I've told nine <laughs> lies and none of them work. Fine. That's exactly uh, how I took it. It's, it is tough, like, though. None of the other lies are working. Maybe you'll yeah. believe this. Okay, fine. You know what? The one thing I can oh do God. is throw this at Travis and say that he came at me, he attacked oh me. Now, but here's the thing. It is interesting. Okay? Now, let's, now let's talk about this for a second, though. Okay? We know that... Jody kills Travis. We know that she lies about killing Travis. She knows that she has talked about two other people who we believe is her seeing herself or or uh, you know, the phys- physical di- embodiment of her other uh, sides of right, herself. Disengaging her from the act herself, or, right? Yes. Watching it because she can't be part of it. But but let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about the actual act of this murder. Let's talk about a woman who and this is where we're all confused. She either went to Utah because Travis said, hey, come on by. Let's hang out. And she didn't have a knife and she didn't have a gun. And Arizona. She, he was in Arizona. Uh, right. Sorry. In Arizona. She goes to Arizona. She sees Travis. There is an altercation. She does kill him. He has these weapons. She kill, kills him with things that are there. And then she leaves. The other option is she has the gun, staged the robbery, and she goes to Arizona with the intention of killing him. Mm. Now, either way, she showed up, nothing happened, no violence, they went to bed, they woke up, had sex, took pictures of their, of their sexual encounter, there was no you know, angst or anger between them, and then the next thing you know, there's these shots, and if you ever look up the Jody Arias photographs, there's shots, and you might have ever seen the one of Travis's face covered in water, but there's also others of him taking a shower, and holding his head, and putting his arms against his chest and his they, back. They kind of look like he's trying to do the the Facebook album model shot. Model pictures. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're very model pictures. Yeah. Now, people in the conspiracy world, there is wild conspiracies that do play into the other people being their theory. <laughs> These um, are so crazy. They're fucking nuts. Saying that <laughs> like you so can see crazy. like two dicks in oh, a like picture Shadows? at one point really? and like there's, there's one that's like there, there's it's, one that's like saying that essentially that this is an Illuminati case that they have oh, wow. taken the Illuminati time to edit out certain things of this, these pictures and that these shots of Travis okay. you know where his arms are kind of up Oh, together raised above his head against oh, the triangle. shower wall. Oh. Well, no, that they're saying that um, that he's actually being held there oh. by a gloved, masked man, and that yeah. there's a woman, and they're holding a light, shining it on him, and this is actually like torture, and that she's actually part of the Illuminati, and she hired people to torture him, and and that when he's in the shower, wow. he's actually already injured, and you can already see blood. It's and that, so crazy. that is an interesting thing. In some of these shots of him in the shower, it does appear that there's an injury to his ear and that there's right. blood the running down right his neck. Here. Yeah, it does. Now they this, are sexual creepers. That's not. I weird was going to me. say to me, this could be her scratching him <laughs> or biting exactly his earlobe. It could have been a, this. Could have been like something that actually <laughs> an injury that creeps. he sustained sexually that was not part of the murder. That was in these pictures. I mean, this to me, this this theory of the Illuminati, it's so far fetched, it's laughable. It is. Like this <laughs> Maybe one she's is, a reptile. Oh it, my it's God. it's so funny. I believe that Jody did this. I think that she is responsible. Um but uh, one thing I will say that is interesting about Jody, uh, she's another person that's interesting to watch. Um, if you watch her in court, she has some very interesting telltale signs of things that she does. But in almost everything that she does, 
she never really um she has a very monotoned uh emotional range. She's either disorder. She's either she's either very right here or Mm -hmm. she's sadder. Mm -hmm. But there's never like outrage or you know. Um, she's she's never mad that they're accusing her. She's never like, I can't believe that I am. She's never like, no, I would just never. She has, but there is one. She's got that whole persona down. Yeah. There, there is one thing though that I noticed that really triggers her though. And it's when, um, uh, is it Juan Martinez? Juan? Mm -hmm. Who's the prosecutor? prosecutor. I think it's Juan Martinez. When when he does certain things and she just gets like this look in her eye where she'll say something to him, like she'll sass him back in court or something. She's so proud of herself at yeah. that moment. And I feel like there's this weird control, and I'm not a psychologist, but Jody Arias is weird. And there's, to me, something psychologically that maybe happened to her when she was young. Maybe it's like this control issue or even like something sexual or whatever it is. It pertains to men because oh, yeah. she does not like to think that men are in charge of her no. ever. Like to ever, she never lets. Watch her with this prosecutor and watch her be pleased with herself when she just really gives him a, a assassin. She's just so <laughs> she is just so proud of herself. I, I really think that something happened to Jody and and if any of the things that she accuses Travis are true of, there are things that are recorded that he does say to her that plays into the stories that she says. I can kind of see like if this is a girl who Fine, I really liked you. Um, I even converted for you. And on that very day, you know, you you still, I it made it very clear to me, we're, we're never going to get married, but I did all of these things to be with you, but right. you only keep me around for sex. I could see a crazy girl literally taking it to the extreme. And, but, and that could also play in with the idea that Travis was getting ready to go on this Caribbean with just a friend, just a girl. See, but if you're where, Jody, if yeah. you're Jody... And any other girl that's not me. Exactly. You're you're getting ready to go somewhere. Oh, Cancun with her. So So imagine you can let me me stop by and have sex, but Mm -hmm. you won't take me to Cancun. And maybe that escalated. Maybe that escalated there. So the idea is if you look at these pictures, and there's some interesting videos. In fact, I'll share one. There's a photo timeline that basically shows this timestamp. And then with a 3D recreation, would show where he would be in the shower in. In oh uh, conject, uh, in relation to the picture, um, and they talk about how the one of him looking at her, the one of him, which let's be fair, if you've seen that picture, there's no, it's not like, I mean, you could go, he's doing the Zoolander face. Yeah, he's doing his best blue still. But there's also some, there's also not. It looks hey girl. sad. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 really there's, there's, there's some int- there, Yeah, it's an interesting look in his eye. The next shot, his head is not in it, and you can see that he is sitting in the shower. He's down sitting in the shower and then the other pictures are unintelligible there was a theory um the the court uh was that he had been stabbed and then he was shot and that's what killed him there's another theory um we watched a video on that the bullet was first Mm -hmm. that um she was standing there and from the angle of the way that it entered his temple and then went down triangularly behind his eyes across behind his nose and was found in his left cheek, just above his jawbone, where you could feel where a molar would be. So it would have shot like this. Very much at a downward angle if someone Somebody was standing. Somebody would have shot like And he's down. a taller guy, and she's shorter. So he would have had to have been down. Sitting. Lower than her. And lower than the angle of the gun when he was shot. So, so I almost imagine, like, if she was taking that picture, and then she said, get, you know, get down or yeah, something. And the he gun in the got down. Hand. The gun goes off. You know, because you're very susceptible and... and um, 
what's the word? Um, vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yes, that's the word. In, in the fact, shower. After and, we and... watched this, I went down and had to take a shower. And as I'm washing my hair, it just occurred to me like this chill way that like if somebody walked in, if you were Travis and you were literally standing there and you looked over and there's somebody with a guy, a gun and a knife, you're, you, you've got nothing. Yeah. You've got just your skin and it's wet. There's not a yeah. there's nothing. It's no especially action. if that's the girl you just had sex with. Yeah. And, you know, and, you want to see blood it makes coming it slippier. ever. So, but the idea that he was shot first was an argument that you and I kind of picked up I, on. I agree with it because they were saying, I, I don't remember exactly what the the um, medical terminology is, but there's a layer between the skull and, and there's a couple layers of like skin and stuff. There's, it's like the something derma brainium or I don't know. <laughs> derma brain. Yeah, I, we're going to make up something. But anyways, <laughs> it was brain. not broken and it was not disturbed. So meaning that um, right behind his lobe, you know, of his eye and, and stuff like that, that he, it wouldn't have killed him. But obviously it probably would have rendered him quite um, oh, yeah. disoriented. He and do much. He probably almost would have come out of that shower like a monster because he would have been... Um, do you remember in the Odyssey when when they blind the Cyclops mm-hmm. and he's just and he's like in disarray and he's yeah. just chasing them trying to grab, grab the sheep anything. and yeah and, right. and, and, don't know what and and honestly he's wet and if he was shot he wouldn't even know what had just happened to him he would probably be flying out of the shower if Joni did have intention to kill him she's thinking shit that didn't kill him she out of desperation stabs him the stabbing is not killing him and then finally because to me the huge you know ear to ear. Gash. Throat wound, that is desperation. Ugh. That is, that is, I, this is my last ditch effort to literally kill this person. Desperation or but pure anger. Evil, yes, whatever it may be, but it's, it, it was, I, this person needs to be dead. Yeah. And this timeline theory also fits in with what Jody's uh, story and Jody's fake story. Mm-hmm. Because, like she says, she hears a bang first. That's the gun going yeah. off. Maybe she didn't expect the gun to go off. The gun goes off. She, she's little. It might have kicked, and it might have scared goes the back, shit out right? of her. And, and she says the next thing she know after after those people had broken in was Travis was down on all fours, like on his hands and knees, mm-hmm. and he was screaming. He shot right, and so she might have, like you said, just the woman panics with the knife in her hand, and she's stabbing Travis. Okay, that's what I'm doing, right? Exactly. And when yep. you look at that final picture that was taken, it's basically if the camera was behind. The person standing over Travis. Mm-hmm. You can see Travis lying mm-hmm. on the ground. You can see the top of his head, his right shoulder, and then leading down his body, like his foot coming off. So, And then in the foreground in front of that, you see a socked foot. And pants. The whole It's like some yeah. pants with a blue stripe, and they're, they're essentially Jody's pants. Right. Now, you know? if you look at that, you can see where he would be lying and how blood would be coming down over his shoulder from the slit throat. Yeah. However, the one thing that's, that's fascinating and... I think if you were to give the slit throat first, that's where all of the blood would have come. There would have been so much Gusher. blood. But if he would have been shot, stabbed, 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 stabbed in the chest, everywhere. by the time this is, that would explain why it's the mm. it's not a, 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 a gushing of red blood, that it's the trickle because it would have been coming out of so many wounds right. on him. And that's what I believe happened. Now, what went on from... Him having sex with her and getting in the shower to her walking in behind him and killing him is the question. Was this her entire intention to get there no matter what I'm going to do? I'm not even going to let on that things are wrong. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to surprise him and boom, you're dead, motherfucker. (laughs) 
That's exactly what I think. I mean, maybe (laughs) it could just be that easy. I really wish someone could tell me about the gun. You know, I want to know if she staged this break in or if Travis really had a 25 caliber. Well, let's talk about how crazy she is when they first arrest her and she's doing a headstand in the like questioning room. Singing Oh Holy Night when they leave her her alone. Her original original police interrogation footage, which is online, is fucking nuts. She's dyed her hair because she was like a platinum blonde at the time. Yeah, and dyeing your hair is really suspect in my like I'm thinking. Cuts on her hand. When she got to Utah, she also had cuts on her hand. Yeah, which which happens when you stab people because the knife slides. You slip down and you right. So, I mean, you you literally have, oh, you're going down the murderer checklist. Oh, you you changed your hair? (laughs) Cuts on your hands? Exactly. It's like you're you're so guilty. 97 million lies. Here's a picture of you naked with the man that was killed 10 minutes. But here's the, here's you. So guilty. Here's your sock in the, you took the picture of him in the shower. You found out he was going to Cancun with another girl and then you just took a trip to see him? ever panics. You never no, see never her. She never changes. And that, her personality that's disorder. That's what's interesting about what you say, right? When the, Total when narcissistic when the, personality disorder. When, the, when she's in that room and the police are going, the police literally just showed her a picture of her like, naked yeah. body in Travis's bed. Kind of looks and like said, me. said, this is you, Jody. We have you there. You we have evidence of you all over that apartment. And they leave. She not for one second goes, fuck, they got me. God, she doesn't it. even contemplate she goes, it. She's like, I'm going to oh, do a headstand. I'm going to do a headstand and sing a Christmas carol. Yeah, she's interesting. Another thing I like is when they send in the female detective to talk to her, thinking she'll open up more to a woman no. than a man. No. Oh, she does not like dealing with women. That's no. another narcissistic personality because they're such master manipulators. It's a competitive thing. They need thing. the other sex, too, because she knows how to play men. She doesn't yeah. know how to play women. Yeah, yeah. And it was... It was, it's so fascinating to watch those. And, and that's, I think, what's really about all this is because there, there is never going to be an answer to this. Because unless Jody comes never out be honest. and is honest about it, which she won't, or unless somebody eventually one day stumbles across this gun in the desert. Oh. And they're able to bring this gun in and go. There's the. This is the one that was registered to the. Oh, and that's yeah. the shell. That that's I the only like, way. And we can tie. So many guns in the desert. Like if we can tie. Right? I know. If we can tie the guns gun to bodies. the shell casing. It'll it'll be it'll be done. Right. But but there's no way. So that's the inevitable question is we know Jody killed Travis. We know that they had this relationship, but it was that five, ten minutes, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, part of me likes to play the devil's advocate with Jody a little bit and say, like, what if she was enduring this this kind of abuse from Travis? Because, like we said, there are things that kind of back up a lot of the things phone that she sex, is though. saying. That's so weird to me. Like, if someone's abusing you, why would you have phone sex with them? Well, Hang up the and, phone. And I mean something as simple as... Um, <laughs> as but we don't as, know when that was compared to other yeah, behaviors. True. Maybe that was before the abuse. Right. And, and I mean, like, something as simple as her, which is kind of the lowest thing you can do, is to accuse him in court of being a pedophile. To have but then picture. he says that twelve-year-old comment. That's and like, that's that's what you I mean. Like a twelve-year-old girl having her first orgasm. I was like, oh my god, that is so that's, sick. Right. That's, that's exactly why, what why I mean. Why would you ever you say have, that? You have this uh, this recording of him on tape saying this to her, which is an interesting thing for him to say because it's either just like, oh, you know, whatever. It's your fantasy. <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to fantasy backs town, up, or it completely backs up. You know, the idea that he prefers underage children and his idea is that 
that's how he would sexually, you know, get off would be the idea of the yeah. underage children. So there, there's all these things, you know, and then there's the story about Jody and go ahead. Well, all I was going to say is they made an interesting point, And this is ties in exactly what you're saying is that Jody tended to tell her stories based around the forensic evidence they believed, And if 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 the if the other two people theory was was just her making up a story, the way that she tells that. She tells it in a way that would be consistent with the injuries that Travis had, meaning, well, you know, she had a knife and he had a gun because she couldn't be like, oh, and he had a baseball bat. Well, he wasn't hit with a baseball bat. Yeah. You know, yeah. She, and then so was this the same thing? Did he maybe say something like that? They have the 12 year old girl comment. So mm-hmm. she goes, oh, I can make him sound like a mm-hmm. pedophile. I could play into this. Or was that backing up her story see yes. you don't ever know yeah, it could go was she way. using the evidence is she that smart or is she just really or was that... she a victim yes. yeah and, and travis is not here to defend or answer for himself and that's the problem is that this guy everybody's like you can't blame the victim well yes but when you listen to some of the things that he said to her mm-hmm. the behavior that he was doing and the things that he would say that he would want to do to her you can see this kind of aggressive sexual behavior this wasn't just a man who was experimenting yeah. no, with no. with and it's, you know it's not even just like oh that's that's sexy dirty talk no, it's like to it the was, point where it's I don't more care like, about you it is. It's more. Well, it's he was using a, her as like a whore anyway. Yes. So, I mean, there was a level of yes. abuse. I think the abuse was both. Because right. I think she was abusing him and there's, he was abusing her. Look, there's a difference between telling a woman that you want to do something to her and, and talking sexy and going, I want to take you and put your panties in your mouth and tie you to a tree and leave you in the forest. Or whatever yeah. the fuck he said to her, like, like well, that's he did, he he did. did. Well, I don't even like to say the things that he said to her it's because sick. it's one, it's bad. One, it's no, way bad. It's it's not. There's no way I can even say it and have it sound sexy. It sounds no, it doesn't wrong. sound sexy you at can't all. Say, it that, can't, that's the point about wanna, what he I said. I can't even say it because it doesn't. That's what sound I mean by like, like a, abuse. Like hang up the phone, but it's like they but were that was so deep into their relationship. They were so deep into it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Almost like this, like you said, this controlling relationship. That obsessive. Just passion, just like I crazy. She wanted to feel sexually needed. They and were I think on the same crazy level somehow. He needed sex, and I, so yeah, I think it worked. But he needed crazy. But they didn't no, love I each other. I think they didn't respect he each other. Sex on a different he level. Needed, <laughs> no, he needed control. I yeah. feel like that, and that's but, the thing is that when it goes into this, too. right? Yeah, no, she, she did. And she needs control. But see, that's the difference, right? Is and we can all say that separately as men and women. Yeah, as a man, we go. You know, the man mentality is me, man, me control, me get sex, me, man. And she's going, okay, all right, you're in charge, big guy. Sure you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm in charge. But she's still I'm really in, in control. Yeah. Yep. I'm in charge. And is, you know what? I can say as much as I go, you know, hey, hey, I, for me to even say like this is my house I run now I'm like unless my wife says so. unless no, this, this is my house I do what I want I'll pull it a pool table if she says it's okay right honey yeah, yeah. right is that okay so, um. I mean but that's the thing is when it comes to a relationship a working relationship between two people who love each other there is a difference between the way that you the that you talk the way that yeah. you play and this which never came across as him being caring or being in, no. being sweet no there was no. it was always this. You know what I'm going to do to you? Yeah, it was like scary. Oh. Yeah, because it's there's, like there's what ways. a threatening person would exactly. call and say to you, not like a lover. The, the right. pictures there, that he are, said he was going to take of himself. That, that's what was really interesting is that he he was telling her that he was like, babe, I got all these pictures I'm going to send to you. He's like, you wouldn't even believe how hot I look in these pictures. Like, I look so hot. <laughs> 
It's so fucking weird. I'm sorry. It is so weird because he is so excited about how hot he looks. And so was this the was this the was this these two inevitable personalities who were on this crash course and it would have been one or the other? He would have killed her or she would have killed him. I think it was that kind of connection though. I mean it was just so toxic. There's just everything about it. They brought out the worst in each other, I think. And, clearly, well, and, clearly. Yeah, I mean, well, definitely and, and, murder. And, and but... to the well, and and extremes too. Oh, totally. I mean, extremes. you meet somebody, Good Lord. and in two months, look, look, you're changing your religion. You have in two months, you've you've converted to Elias. You've baptized. Mm-hmm. You're you're ready. Change I mean, like your you whole said, spirituality. I'm ready to be your. You're gonna. I'm. I'm. I can go through the temple now. Oh wait, you're gonna bang me in the ass in my clothes. In my church clothes. I think that's interesting because I. I think a couple things. I one thing I think it's interesting, and I'm not saying this to all Mormons, but it is like a a thing that bothers me that it's like they won't have sex before they're married, and and they don't they they were having sex with you, but they don't want to have sex with you because you weren't LDS. But now that she is baptized and she is Mormon, it's like okay, now you're Mormon, so it is okay if we have premarital sex. And to I me, don't I think get I think that mentality on I, any level. Well, I, I'm not saying that is the mentality of everyone. I'm just saying no, I know. for him, yeah. I think even for her, if she was new to this religion and, mm-hmm. and is being shown this, if this is her first introduction of it, that would be very messed up. It oh, would yeah. be like, okay, so I just was baptized in what is supposed to be, you know, me becoming closer to God. You mm-hmm. take me in these these pure clothes that I have and you do this unpure act to me. And and like you're saying, I don't even like to say, but I think it's important because there there is a way that you can ask for, you know, these sexual things that Travis is asking for in a sexy way that doesn't make it creepy for the same things he's wanting yeah. from Jody. Yeah, well, that's the but reason. He, the way that he says it yeah. to her, you know, telling her he wants to tie so her to a say, tree and, and essentially... It's them that um, makes it creepy. Kind of, I guess, rape her, but... Um, yeah. But he, it's... it's he, yeah. It's I can't them. even say their relationship thing. is uh, the reason it's I'm trying it's to creepy. be adult about it, but it's, it's so hard. Adult. We're like, ew. Let's, um... I know, but but the point is, is that Jody makes this point about about after the baptism about um, him forcing her to have anal sex after after this they has get happened. baptized, and he oh makes a comment about um, what he wants to do, and they have this on tape about how did I become the person on the podcast having to say this, but <laughs> it's all he you. makes the comment. <laughs> About, you know, that he wants to tie her to the tree and force her to have anal sex. So Tied now to a tree? you have this. <laughs> what haunted house is that? <laughs> That's kidding. Russ's. That's Just Russ's kidding. haunted house. <laughs> They're at Russ's McCamey Manor. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> All right, Google it. It's map. come full circle. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> you thought Halloween was scary. Arbor Day's going to be terrifying. The annual McCabe Manor tree. tree fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, that's my oh, sex tree. Oh my god, it's growing pretty nice. <laughs> oh my god. But you know, here, and, and so but, but let me just let me on. just round it out. Yeah. The point being, again, we have another example of here is Travis who is on record. It's not just her saying this of being very much a different person yeah. than he is portraying to be, and and whatever. Okay. Yeah. But it is also backing up what Jody is saying about yes. him and this aggressive sexual nature that he has. So that is where I'm kind of like, is this a woman who was completely pushed because she involved religion, because she involved her feelings and her life choices around this man who oh, kind yeah. of sexually did these things to her, which no matter what your your relationship was, would mess you up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's let, I'm going to talk about this real quick. Um 
I just I'm, I'm reading this fact, and this is interesting because this gives me a little bit more idea of something happened prior to the fourth on June second, between one and three a.m. Jody called Travis four times, but did not appear to get through to him since the longest of the calls was only 17 seconds. At 3 a.m. on June 2nd, Alexander called Jody back, uh, and the first time was for 18 minutes. The second time was for 41 minutes, so they talked for over an hour at 3 o'clock in the morning. At 4.03, Jody called Travis back again, and this call lasted 2 minutes and 48 seconds. Neither the calls nor the transcripts of them were presented in the tro- in the Jody Arias trial. Huh. I don't know. Are those out that there? Are the, tra- the, are the transcripts of these calls that. out there? I wonder. They presented a lot of the text messages between the two, and that was the other thing about this case is that they were not giving us a, very much of a, a followable. Is that even a word? Timeline um, for us to go. Okay, they break up um, this time. She slashes his tires. Right. Then on this day, this yeah, I would have like, liked to know more of, of like when all this stalking attack. Shit. But I feel like they're just one of those on again, off again, always doing it type couples. You know, I still like, want a timeline. I would, and they I also, would make sense. They also have his all the, friends the text knew transcripts in yeah. court that you know where they have that text where he says to her, "I just want you to know, you know, I think you you are the worst thing that's ever happened to me. You are pure evil. I never want you. Yeah, my life would have been better if you wouldn't have." I'm into, into it. it. Yep. Um, so they have these texts exchanged. I would like to know, is there more of a Jody um, coming at him? Yeah. Or is there more of a Travis coming at her? Exactly. I mean, these things would be Well, in text like, that's messages. the thing, because, like, sneaking in the doggy door, mm-hmm. isn't that, like, intruding? Wouldn't right. there be, like, some right. kind of police record of that? Right. Like, and his friends knew. His friends were like, well, he has a stalker. Right. And he was telling the girl he was taking to Cancun that he had a stalker. So, I mean, yeah. he was talking about her you know, and then in a negative thing, light, but it's like, I'd like to see some kind of the other thing is that his, time frame of it. The cops show up and they're like, hey, um, he has roommates. And they're like, where is Travis? And like, we thought he went to oh, the Caribbean. Yeah, he has two it's roommates. been five days. And they, I now this believe is the thing. That. The police walk in and they say, walking in, they smell a smell in the house. Of a dead freaking body. Now, and, and they're like, the how do you not notice a dead body in, in the house for five days? He's been missing it five days at this point. They, they had like, said oh, his body was in Cancun. had mummified dudes. in the shower at this point. <laughs> I mean, that's how yeah, bad this was. And it was. He, was. he was almost. That's the but thing that was of, their excuse. They said right. we're bachelors. We, could, we thought it could have been laundry or that's dishes or something. smell worse he, than dishes. And your laundry ever smells like a dead body or dishes is just unheard of. See, and if you look up. If you look up the crime scene, <laughs> crime scene photos, um, he wasn't found until June 9th. Um, yeah. He was, yeah, it like was, I said, he, his body had begun to mummify. And oh God. He was, he had missed a, he had missed a, an, an, a, a meeting, a very important meeting. His friends, and he, nobody had heard from him, so they went to find him. And when they did, I mean, he was, his body was, was mummified in a kind of very strange way Jesus. in the, in the shower. It also made it very hard to. Kind of because his hands were fully dis- uh, were completely discolored. Some people say they were defensive wounds uh, from punching. Some people just say this is the way that the blood the would have settled. And- um, it, it's it's the photos. If you can look at them from a forensic standpoint, remove yourself from and, and look at it as as evidence as a police would have to. They're they're interesting. They're also very horrible to look at because Travis is his he was. I can't imagine what he went through. I mean, if he was shot first and he was blind and could not could defend himself and did not know what was going on, he felt every one of those stab wounds. He was alive till the end of it, and it was a horrible way to die. 
no matter what went on in this relationship, no matter what, nobody ever deserves to, to go out this way. And even if he had attacked her, this is just a horrible way to die. Um, now, here's an interesting thing. When Jody returned her car on the 7th, it had been driven about 3,000 miles, 2,800 officially. Um, the rental clerk testified that the car was missing. Oh, she took a rental car. Yeah. Oh. It was a budget rental car. It was missing its floor mats and had red stains on its front and rear seats. Oh, however, my God. however, because we live in a place of proof, it could not be verified that the car had floor mats when she picked it up and oh. could not be verified that she was the one who had stained the car. Now, also, here's an interesting thing. The trip to Travis was going on with the other girl. He was scheduled to leave June 15th, so 11 days after he was murdered. Yeah, because I knew that it was way before, and that's why, I mean, his roommates were, like, off on the date anyways. Right, that he was was going to go. Now, here's the thing. In early 2008, Alexander had told his company that Jody would be going on the trip, but in April, he had changed it to a different girl Mm. through his company officially. Mm. So this could have been an escalation. Yeah. Of her jealousy, that's exactly you changed it from me, so this is over. My motive, so this is over now. I well, like, and like I said, she, she can still, like she says, I also oh, I can show up and you can still have sex with me, but I can't go to you know the Caribbean right. with you and right. And I mean, you're never going to marry me. I did all these things. I converted religion. I've moved. I've literally like what he was she, just using her. Oh, totally, right, totally. And I mean, there's there was. You know, this wasn't, this wasn't, she wasn't framed. There wasn't other people. There wasn't, there's not a conspiracy. Her bloody palm, her bloody palm print was found on the wall. Uh, her DNA was all over. I mean, she, are, of course oh, my hair. hair would be all over there. <laughs> I love of course the it would be. Excuse. My hair would be there's everywhere. There's always hair. Yeah. yeah. My hair would be, yeah, but your blood and everywhere. this and that. And there's, there's, look, she, she, she clearly was the person who did this. There wasn't anything else around that, but it was just, it still comes down to those few minutes and it comes down to the idea of did she did she have this in her mind going to utah i'm going to kill travis because if this was a premeditated murder she should have gotten the death penalty now here's the thing she gets convicted first degree murder right she's gonna isn't that what it was she was convicted of Mm -hmm. first degree murder um now she gets here's the thing Let, let me give you the dates by the way the murder took place in june 4th of 2008 the trial, okay, she wasn't convicted of murder until May 8th of 2013. Yeah, it, it's, it's wow. been a while. And she wasn't Wait, sentenced. I didn't get that. Holy yeah. cow. It took that long for her, for the whole thing to go down. Ooh. She's And she wasn't sentenced until the following year on April 7th of 2014. Oh, my God. So on April 7th, she's sentenced to life in prison. Now, if you remember, she had to, there was like this, um, it was... It wasn't a mistrial, but, like, the jury couldn't come to a decision, right, on whether to give her death or whether to give her life in prison. And so they had to throw it out and re-stew it again, like, a year later. And they had to—and and that was the thing, is that they had found her guilty, but they couldn't come to a decision on the sentencing. So they didn't have to do another trial about, you know, she killed him, she did yeah. it. They just had to present the case of whether or not it was premeditated. What should we do to her? Should she get the death penalty? Yeah. And— this is one of the strange things where, you know, OJ didn't take the, take the stand. A lot of these people don't take the stand. Uh, you know, they sit there and they never, they never give their side. Jody was fine taking the stand. Like you was. said, she was, she was proud to throw Doing back with you. Yeah. But was, she also spoke at her own sentencing. And this got fucking weird.
Not only did she come up and say <laughs> things. T-shirt. Now, she had originally said she wanted to die. Yeah. She originally said, yeah. look, I want to die. By the time her sentencing came back around, she had changed her mind. She said now she wanted to live because killing her would be tantamount to suicide and would be punishing her family. She also started talking about how she was going to use her prison sentence to become an entrepreneur. And she fucking, I can't believe that she cuts up a t-shirt that she's going to <laughs> so manufacture awful. from prison. And it says survivor. And it's supposed to help raise money for battered and abused women. She's 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 been convicted of murder. She she <sighs> she slit a man's throat from ear to ear, and she holds up a shirt that says "Survivor." I know. I did it, guys. I made it, <laughs> and we're gonna come together, and we're gonna make. She talks about wanting to do her photography and how she oh wants to help God. the world. She is completely. Again, this is why I don't buy a single thing that she says. She doesn't remember the incident. She is up there. Not for a second going, guys, I don't know what I did. Yeah. I remember a bang, and then I, I woke up, and Please. I was covered. And No, yeah. she goes, well, you know, I, um, I just want to do everything I can to help women who are battered and abused. Oh, my God. I mean, she put the camera in the washing machine and tried to wash it. Yeah. So, to me, it's like, you got to remember that That's a good she, point. she did that That's way before point. she ever went to the desert and said she regained memory and threw the gun yeah. in the desert. I mean... She tried to destroy the evidence way before she says she ever yeah, regained yeah. memory. Well, she was, I mean, that's the thing. She she didn't just come to and run covered in blood. Yeah. She goes, That's oh, what she, she says happened, though, is that she doesn't remember anything until she comes to in the desert. Except that she did manage to grab the gun, the knife, the kind of, all the things all the that evidence. would have incriminated her. Probably got all of her clothes. She didn't leave her purse there, her driver's license, right? They She's, did say that, like, well, uh, they did say that Travis's journey. Yeah, that body looked like it had tried to be washed down because he was not covered with very much blood. Right. Given the the, the shower might have still been going when she threw him back in, and then she could have turned it off and it could have washed. Yeah, off something. And, Either way. He um, was, yeah. But it does appear that there that she, you know, I mean, that's the thing is that it's like she she again. It's very convenient. You you don't you just selectively don't remember the part where you were stabbing him and shooting him. You remember yeah. everything else. Well, up to your recollection, because that's the thing is all of this is from Jody's recollection. We don't know what the argument was. We don't know what the context of those pictures. She says they were fun. But why was she in there taking pictures? Did, did he know? Was he posing? Was he uncomfortable? Was he turning away from her? Was he trying to be like, Jody, stop. You know, or was he posing for? Her? Was this playful? Was she? Was she? There's some that look like he he's okay. It's hard, yeah, but it's really I, I don't know. But but, I the, don't know. but the mood and the tone in that room. I mean, how do you go from? I'm taking pictures of you, model shot, model shot, and and you can see the timestamps: ten seconds, eight seconds, thirty seconds. Boom, he's dead. And then a minute right. later, there's blood everywhere. He stabbed to death. She's a murderer. Right. So so what? That's that's the maddening part about this is what happened from that picture of Travis looking into the camera to 45 seconds, two minutes later, whatever it was, of blood, altercation, death. I mean, because we know the timestamp. That's the thing yeah. is that this is one of those trials I mean, where you a- see Travis lying there in that final picture. You can tell his throat's been slit. He's he cut. He's on the ground. He's laying there. He's bleeding. Her foot's in the foreground. She's standing, literally standing over his body. And it's a minute, 45 seconds after whatever the picture of him looking at her in the shower. So I, there- it's not half an hour. There's not a big break. Yeah, here. it was it's, like instant. It's so something fucking went down in instantly. I, there, there's a there's a a portion of an interview where Jody is talking with someone, and 
she says, you know, because I, I, she is a, she says she's an aspiring photographer. So she says, I have my camera. I always have it with me. I document everything I do. So I don't know if it's, if <laughs> yeah, why she, she does. doesn't have her camera or why she had Travis's or if she just thought on the fly or if, you know, if this was premeditated, why wouldn't she, if she's narcissistic, take pictures of her crime? Um, and, and if so, then, then you argue, okay, well, why didn't she use her own camera? Well, because then she'd have the evidence. But then would she have known that she was going to use Travis's camera when she showed up? Then And some pictures had been deleted. Yes. Like, it wasn't that she had thrown it in the, exactly. in the washing machine. She had, she had consciously deleted. She had gone deleted. through and deleted pictures that weren't really deleted. They recovered them. But I don't know which ones she deleted, like what ones were gone that were... I think she deleted everything that had to do with the... I think like the crime ones were deleted, and they were like pictures of his dog, and those and those ones that they recovered, those were the ones that she had deleted. Oh, the ones that <laughs> the camera had kept taking? Yeah. And it, oh, yeah. okay. I believe she deleted all of those, and those were the ones that they had recovered. And there might have been others in between. me. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they recovered all of them. I, I assume they did. Because they're mm. time stamped in an order, right. and you can go online. You can see these pictures. Like I said, I'll post these videos and we'll post some of this other stuff that kind of goes through the, the pictures. There's one that's really interesting with the 3D model that like takes the picture and then shows how he would have had to move physically to get from picture to picture. Yeah, and you know, but again, I, I just, I just, it's that thing with he went to the get in the shower. And two minutes later, he's brutally murdered. Where is the turn there? I think it could just simply, honestly be her being crazy. She drives out there and she's, and, and gets there and he has sex with her twice. And maybe she's back into the mindset of, we're back together. This is going this way. Yay, me. I'm a crazy girl. She's <laughs> with him. And if, if it's literally just like she says, we had sex twice. He gets up. He goes to the shower and he probably is just like, I'm showering this experience off, literally showering you off of me. Get on, get on with your road trip. Let's go. I think there is a part of her that is just like, are you serious? Like I drove all this way. This is never going to work. Like you're just getting in the shower. We're just going to go on like, okay. I, I really think this was just her one being a crazy person who got pushed to their limits. And I think she just snapped and either she had the gun or she went and got the gun. And, but, and okay. But if that's the case, then if that is the case, it doesn't explain the tone of him posing for the photos. I mean, I think it does because she's dressed. We know she's dressed. So um, there's been a, a time lapse where he goes and gets in the shower. And I think that's when she could have, she dressed and, and formulated her plan, went and approached him in the shower. And if he's done with her, he's not, he, he doesn't love her. He just wanted to have sex with her. He doesn't want anything further from her. If she shows up and she opens the shower door and is like, take some pictures, he's probably like, hmm. He seems very unamused. There's not a lot of emotion there. And to me, that could be that just um, this doesn't really mean anything. I don't love you, but I'll take these pictures. But I'm not putting an extra flair behind it because this isn't, you know, for our relationship. I just did it because you have a camera and I don't know or else she has the gun and, and she's telling him to pose. And it's uh, this act of like. Yeah, maybe she made him get in the like, shower. Like she. Maybe uh, I think he's in there on his own free will. You think? Uh, you think? I he... think if she did, then she sprung on him the gun because he looks relaxed when he's taking those poses. Mm. I just think, it, or it could have been just like, I don't know, her her control and and just like take these pictures for me. I I don't know. Like it's, <laughs> it's you've got to be put yourself in the mindset of a, of a maniac. That... But she's <laughs> that's the question. I, I, I do think, think right? that it's just a simple rejection. If she is so narcissistic. The idea of being rejected after what she deems is worthy enough, which could just be her driving or her being herself or 
her being blonde or whatever she thinks is worthy enough for his affection or to be married or whatever and is rejected, it's it's she's making up what's right. you know, she's basing the rejection off of. So I it, it could just be literally him not wanting to marry her and that's just that she just couldn't handle it. Are we taking off? Is our Yeah he's <laughs> It sounds like our studio is taking off. If you guys heard that, I think the We're AC just kicked on. launch into space. No, that's all good. Um, but, you know, I, I will say this. I will. This is just one of those fascinating things where you know the outcome. You know the players. You know the result. But it is. And it's not even like, like Hinter Kaifek, where it took place over three days. And you go, okay, well, you know, that's an interesting unsolved crime because what happened over these, how did each of, no, this is something that like, what happened in this two minute time frame from picture this to picture that, that made this go horribly wrong? She'll never tell. And that's, and that's, and it's just so frustrating because you look at her and you go, you fucking do know. I know you fucking know. I, there's no yeah. part of me that thinks you don't know. You fucking know. And it's unfair, and that's her ultimate power. She gets to hold that forever. Mm -hmm. Over all of us, and I think that's... I I really... I think the truth is things are always sadder when they're simpler. And I think that it it could just be as simple as a narcissist who was rejected and who has some psychological issues who snapped. And I think her... um, I mean, like I said, she doesn't even really change her emotional range very much it is hard to imagine a person who goes from monotone to to committing this brutal crime however it does seem very senseless it doesn't seem very educated they're just random stab marks and like I said it seems like a final act of desperation I mean if she knew that he was shot to the point that he is now um either blind or he would have to be paralyzed or taken care of. It it might have also been like a oh. sympathy. Like yeah. he is, he. I have wounded him. I need to kill him because it's sad. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to get, I'm giving her oh, credit. But her I'm giving her credit no. to have some sympathy. That's but, very nice of you to give her that but, much you know, credit. The, the, the stabbing to me seems like the way that he was stabbed and so many times seems like it would have happened in that moment when he was shot and and disoriented. And slippery and wet and just all over. I mean, right. he would have just, like I said, I, I really think that... It would have been like I trying think to... I comp- it was her reacting. I think the crime was a lot of reaction. And yeah, I think rather it was than, pure anger. Rather than <laughs> planning. I, you know, I think she I think did have a plan planned. to kill. I, I just don't think planned. she knew how she was going to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't think she did I have think an that's idea. probably true. But I, that's that's about all I... I don't know. That's about all I can really say. It, there, it's very senseless. So it's hard to try to make sense of it. But it might just be that simple. Yeah, you know? yeah, and when you look at the stab wounds on him, it does it. it they they seem very like well, like anger. he would have been he would have been moving every which way, and he had defensive wounds on his hands and bruising. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have just been flailing, and and that Aww. that's why it all I, again. I think that you you know, I, I think the gun. I think the gunshot was first. I think it was the first. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah. you knock him down, then you I do. stab him. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I think the trial was. I think they focused on the wrong thing. I think that's a lot of these trials, right? You never get the right answers because they don't ask the right questions. Yeah. So you... I do think it was interesting that that uh, the state of Arizona allows the jurors to ask um, the defendant questions. Yeah. Which I think is super thought, cool because yeah, they were oftentimes cool asking more compelling questions than the prosecutors mm-hmm. were, right. and I think that is so 
You know, especially if I'm making a decision about too. your life, yeah. I should be able to ask you a question yeah, about totally. it. You know, yeah, prosecutors always want to push their narrative because it's their case. But and it's, it's like, look, you're, 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 but yeah, but what about yeah, this? You have you're a juror. You want to like be you sure. Said, did Travis own a gun? Yeah. It's like, where, yeah. Like, where's that me. question? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like so that, I mean, I don't know. Okay. Look. So here's the. I guess in close, you kind of go, okay. Well, I mean, yes, we all believe she did this. Yes, yes, 100%. we all believe. One hundred percent. There's no Illuminati conspiracy. No. There's no. no anything. No. This is a no this is this people. is a a, a bad relationship yes, gone worse. Very toxic. Very deadly. But what? Where are we all kind of on the same agreement that uh, that she remembers this? She's lying. I mean, is she she making Absolutely. this up? Oh yeah. And I just it, don't know oh, what part yeah. is how much of it is the truth because I do think there is some truth in there. I just don't know. How I much. think it's premeditated. I still think she's a classic case of narcissistic do you personality believe, disorder. Do you believe she set up the robbery? I think she set up the robbery. Uh, I think I, she set it all up. I, I think just want to know. Fucking convenient I think for me. About the plan. gun. I, that that little piece of information about <laughs> excuse me whether or not Travis. Had a caliber, a twenty-five caliber registered to him, you know that would that would make no, a that lot would of clear a it difference up. in yeah. that for me about the premeditation. Um, I I do think that her trying to put the camera in the washing machine and deleting pictures shows cognitive um, recognition to what you're doing. Oh yeah, in, in like the moment. I did something wrong and there's pictures. Maybe I should destroy. Absolutely. This. I mean, she tried to destroy a camera. Why? Even if at the very simplest thing, if you were there and simply only had sex with him and didn't kill him, why does that matter? You know, she right. she did not want to place herself at that scene. So that. Well, here's a naked you know? picture of you three minutes before the picture of him on the floor dead. Oh, that's not me. So or however long <laughs> it was. I mean, it, it's I mean, the fact is, is, yeah, this is a woman who in the face of. A picture of you in the dead man's bed. She was like, <laughs> "No, no." So kind of looks like. So me. we're starting. <laughs> we're starting from a place of a woman who never, for one second, and that's why I hundred percent believe that she is the psychopath monster that people believe her to be. Because not for one second during any of this did she ever break down and say, "Fuck, she you're never, right." Well, and she never changes her emotional range. No, there's ever, nothing. Ever, ever, or get upset that she's being accused. Is that control? Just, you know, and she says all these things freak. like, if Travis were here right now, he would tell you that I didn't do this. Travis knows. God knows. You know, she <laughs> is she is lying to herself. And, and she says, I am so certain that I didn't do this, that if I did do this, I would want the death penalty. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. oh my she God, was pleading to, to die. And right there. she kind of quickly changes her yeah, story into being mind. a survivor. And, and makes a T-shirt that says survivor. I don't know. where. I mean, where is she now? I'm guessing Mesa in, she's in, in Arizona. Yeah, she's in, uh, she's in prison. Uh, she's Make serving. Has she done any recent Has she interviews? Sold t-shirts? Or? Well, there was that show that came on this past week that we watched, which I thought would have maybe some updated stuff, but there no, wasn't anything. There's like nothing, not for groundbreaking evidence in the case. I just was hoping for something to have come out since then, but it doesn't seem like there's much new. Um, imp- uh, what's the word? Progress. No, it says as of 2016, she was housed at the Arizona Department of Corrections, which is located at Arizona State Prison Complex in Perryville. For women, um, right? Yeah, Isn't she it? started her sentence uh, in the maximum security Lumley unit, but she does have the possibility of being upgraded to the medium security level. Oh, well, that's oh. exciting. Yeah. That's where uh, they let you do group showers. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> All right. Okay. Look, 
look into this Jody Arias stuff because there's a there's a lot on it. She talks. This isn't one of those things where it's a murder suicide and we have mm-hmm. to put it together. There's a woman left behind who was there and she tells her story. It's whether or not you choose to believe and what parts of this you choose to believe. Um, look into all of it. It's very fascinating. It's a sad story that anybody ever loses their life over something as stupid as a as a jealous love affair. It's ridiculous, but this happens all the time. Um, Jody was just one of those cases that captivated America as some of them do. I mean, I'm there. There's murder, you know, relationship stuff like this that happens all the time. Not all of them make the news and, and get sensationalized and by Nancy Grace. So <laughs> it's 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 just one of those ones that that was part of the American justice system television, you know, uh, generation. I don't know. Look, no matter what, she's guilty, and she she's <laughs> she's where she oh, should yeah. be. Yeah. Um, but it's those it's those few minutes and those few questions that would have given more justice or closure to Travis's death, to Travis's family. And and I think, you know, I mean, what they were left with is a whole bunch of accusations and 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 now and, questions. And he wasn't oh, here to defend, he was to defend himself. Oh, but, you know, suck. there are the, the, the recordings and those uh, those I think are what really kind of push that wedge of uncertainty yeah. in who to believe in this because, because of the tone of, and the, the that kind of menacing yeah. controlling tone yeah and at the same time you're like here's this man who was horribly murdered horribly horribly painfully murdered and then not only that but then once he's gone his friends and family now get to listen to his most private messages now get his to hear his sex. most now get to see yeah. pictures Awful. of him naked laying in bed see you know uh, this is why you should get out of all toxic relationships hot, yeah. so good for him <laughs> so, oh god your so, whole family seeing that that so, so listen yeah 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 know that if you're oh, not here no. somebody can still all those pictures get pulled up in a fucking in a court case oh, Jesus on Christ. national television he had no idea that those pictures were ever going to you're dead and your whole family has to know all, all right, jurors, please this. note that you can see Travis's junk in Exhibit 12. He was 12. in the pool. Yeah. He was in the pool. This is an unfair representation of my client's penis, sir. Objection. Objection. All right. Look, uh, look into this. I'd love to hear your case uh, or your take on the Jody Arias case. I mean, I don't know that anybody's out there. If anybody believes in the uh, crazy wild theories or believes there were other people involved, hey, I'd like to hear your argument. Um if you have theories on how it went down or what you think happened that night, we'd love to hear that as well. Um, and again, please uh, also chime in on the uh, the haunting argument that we had earlier, which is really fascinating. Yes, I um, do want to know. I'm going to watch that show. Yeah, and I want to hear what you say about it um, when you watch it. Yeah, so let us know. Make sure that you guys uh, follow us on social media because we will be posting videos uh, that have to do with this week's episode. Um, some of the stuff that we found on Jody Arias, those timeline videos and stuff, yeah. they will be up on our Facebook and our Twitter. Um, so follow us there. We're also on Instagram. Um, so go like the page, go follow us. Uh, you can find us online as well. And we post all sorts of things that, um, you know, have to do with this kind of stuff throughout the week. I mean, cause we're fascinated by it. Also, like I say, every week, look, we don't ask you guys to pay for this. This is a free thing. We don't have a Patreon page. We don't ask for any donations. Um, we do this cause we love it. Uh, what we would like is if you guys can take the time to go to iTunes um, and rate and review the show. Give us a five-star rating, write a review, because what it does is it helps us move up the profile of the show, get more suggestions, um, uh, you know, get more referrals, things like that. So please, uh, if you can, just take time, just go rate the show, write a little review for us. That would be awesome. Um, you guys have anything to say in closing? She did it. <laughs> she did it.
She's guilty. Done. Yeah, she did. I, yeah, Melissa. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, <laughs> sentenced. All right. Well, on behalf of Marty, on behalf of Melissa, on behalf of Sasha, and everybody here at the Secretive Area Fifty Two Recording Facilities, thanks so much for joining us. And hey, we'll see you next time. Place. And now you got to freak me out